Welcome to the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, where we discuss the latest industry trends, best practices, and strategies for keeping your fleet and its drivers safe on the road. Whether you're a fleet manager, safety professional, or a driver yourself, our goal is to provide valuable insights and actionable tips to help you prevent accidents, protect lives, and promote a culture of safety within your organization. From vehicle maintenance and driver training to regulations and technology, we cover it all. Tune in every week as we explore the challenges and opportunities of fleet safety in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world. Hey, Phil. Welcome back to Fleet Safety Geeks. It's been a while since I've seen you. We've been uh, summer vacations, working really hard, just all sorts of stuff going on. How are you doing? I'm doing well, traveling a bit with business. I uh, have not yet had the pleasure of traveling for a uh, vacation. That, uh, that comes later in the year. But uh, yeah, it's been busy. And I know that we haven't uh, seen each other for a little while, but it's good to see you, my friend. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, glad to get another um, uh, podcast out there uh, talking about fleet safety. And we have a really good topic. Um, there was a meeting uh, when I was on vacation. I was not able to attend. Um, but you were leading it with Corey from No Cell, Lori from Geotab, maybe a few other people. Um, but it was a safety symposium put on by NAFA, right? Yeah, it was. And it was in Indianapolis. Um, and uh, I have to tell you, um, it, this thing was put together very, very quickly. We, we, you know, you as, as people who follow the podcast know, we uh, record it from the uh, NAFA booth at the NAFA national meeting for NAFA, the Institute and Expo. Uh, back in April, and we got into a discussion with NAFA regarding uh, the fact that the really safety wasn't well represented at their national meeting. And NAFA came up with the idea, I think uh, a former guest and friend of the show, Bill uh, Schenkel from uh, the CEO of NAFA, actually right. said, you know, well, what are you doing in June? And he, he kind of, uh, he, well, he asked uh, Corey Wanerowitz, uh, Corey, sorry if I messed up your name. Uh, and uh, from no cell and myself to kind of head up this thing and see what we can do as far as putting a safety symposium together in in Indianapolis in conjunction with the NAFA uh, national board meeting. And we did it. And I have to say, uh, yeah, Corey, sorry about that, Bob. I've uh, too many people in my head here. Um, <laughs> that's cause I'm getting old. And, and you know what here, let me just say this too. It's, this is my coffee mug. Okay. See this, this, my wife oh, got I'm me jealous. This, I like this, it. Okay. So my wife got me this, I was speaking in Vegas, uh, and it was over our 25th wedding anniversary. <laughs> so I <laughs> talked her into going along with me. And, uh, so we went to Vegas. We had a great time for our 25th anniversary and we just celebrated our 40th. So I'm really freaking old, but, uh, the thing of it is, this is the problem is why I'm off a little bit today. I don't really wash that mug. I use it every morning. Okay. It's about 20 ounces and I just rinse it out. Well, I put it in the dishwasher last night and I got to tell you, it really has affected the flavor of the coffee. I mean, it really has. Okay. So. I don't know. But anyway, I'm, I'm off to uh, the subject here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'd never wash your mind. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> good good safety uh, advice from Fleet yeah. Safety. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we got a number of guests uh, to come on, including, again, a number of people that have been on this podcast. Uh, Susan Hip from Nets. And uh, she spoke about their uh, their uh, report and all the research that they do as far as driver safety and their global outreach. 
And then we also had uh, Sharon Etherington from Roche, who was a guest when we were at NAFA. Um, uh, and then also Susan, uh, Sydney Ferrelli from J&J, who, you know, if anybody knows J&J, it's one of the most robust uh, driver safety uh, initiatives of any company I've ever seen. I mean, they are just, if you want, you want to know what to do, uh, look at what Johnson & Johnson is doing. They're, they do it we, the right way. They we got to have her on. They absolutely um, care about their employees and their and the drivers, and and their number one goal is to get their drivers home safely every day. And isn't that what Great. we all should be doing, right? Uh, yeah. And then Lori Olson was on. Uh, Sue Miller, Hall of Famer Sue Miller, was on. Um, and we had some people who were live, other people who were um, um, streamed in, and it it really went well. I was very very pleased for. I counted 46 heads uh, at the attending. Um, that was all inclusive. But uh, what was really great was that there were so many new people who were interested, Bob, in safety. Yes. You know, they were great. there and, you know, they said, oh, you know, we have a fleet and we're having problems and what can we do? There were some there, like I said, like Cindy Frowley, who has a robust program. And then there were others there that were just starting up. And that's what we need to get it's all mentorship and, and helping each other. And, 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 and that's the thing too, Bob, and as you know, in the fleet industry, people are very, very open and, and, and want to help. Well, I find that really true also in the fleet and safety industry. Absolutely. I do you too. Know? Yeah. So, oh, and then also we had Pam O'Donnell from the Catch you Later Foundation. Uh, Pam had been a guest on our program. She's a friend of the program and, uh, Bob, um, her story uh, is just, it's, it's captivating. It's sad. It's, it's, uh, but if it doesn't point out the trouble and the evil of impaired driving, I don't know what does. She lost her husband and her five-year-old daughter to an impaired driver. Yeah. And uh, she started up the foundation, the Catch You Later Foundation, as, as uh, people who have watched our podcast know this, but for those who haven't, um, one of her uh, husband's favorite things was when he, he wouldn't say goodbye, he'd say, catch you later. And mm -hmm. so, um, she had survived brain cancer, uh, where she had, they brought her family in to say goodbye to her four different times. She survived that. And then they would, you know, her and her husband decided they would renew their vows every year because she survived this. And, um, they had renewed their vows uh, the second time in Mexico. She had photos of that during the presentation. And then um, soon after that, the impaired driver uh, rear-ended her husband as he was at a toll booth, stopped at a toll booth on the New Jersey Turnpike at 55 miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, the emergency workers didn't even know that her five-year-old daughter was in the car. It was so crushed. So you can imagine... Uh, how impactful her presentation was. And then I spoke to the fact that impaired driving is on an increase. Uh, and right now, we're so Bob, we're recording this on June 30th. Uh, that's when this this is being recorded. And we are going into one of the holidays where impaired driving is, is one of the worst days. People think New Year's Eve or around the Christmas holidays, which it's bad. Fourth of July is a very bad time for impaired driving. People go to their picnics and their parties and they party at home. 
uh, while mm-hmm. they're just going to run out for a minute and they're impaired. And now um, the increased impairment would be because of the normalization and legalization of marijuana. And Bob, I've said it before, I don't care uh, what your thoughts are, whether you think marijuana should be legalized or not. I don't care. I, I don't care. If you want to spark up, spark up. But don't get behind the wheel. And there is a false right. narrative that... Uh, oh well, you know, if I'm if I'm a little high, I'm okay. It's not, it's not as bad as drinking. It absolutely is, and I can tell you from experience, uh, from having investigated crashes and arrested in a number of people over the years for impairment as a re- result of marijuana use, it is just as bad. It is just as bad. Um, you know, no, anything that impairs you, do not get behind the wheel, and that's my concern. And Pam did an excellent, excellent job of presenting that during the sy- symposium. And I know I'm speaking a lot here, buddy. So if you want. <laughs> no, no, this is great. I wasn't there and I really wish I was. Um, Pam has a, a absolutely powerful message uh, to send. I just saw on social media that she won an award for uh, for some of the work that she does. And she said, I didn't choose to be an advocate, you know, kind of chose her uh, because of what happened. And, and I, that was a pretty powerful message in and of itself. Um, uh, but everybody else that was there too, I'd love to get, you know, J and J on, I'd love to get people on who are looking for help, right? Let's get some right. fleet managers who mm-hmm. say, Hey, I've got a fleet. I'm running into some problems. What can I do? Let's talk about it. Let's use our LinkedIn page and, and make some connections and see what we can do to kind of help some people. You're right. Our industry, you know, is, is always willing to help out. And I love that. And I just think it's great. The fact that we have a podcast to reach people is, is, is a testament to that. We're trying to help people um, with their safety problems. Erin Gilchrist, who's been on the program a number of times does the same. We've been on, I've been on her podcast. You need to get on it. Um, We were on um, um, Susan Hipp's podcast from nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're just going back and forth, just sharing information. Um, there's no excuse for not having a safety program. Um, by you can't use the excuse where I don't know where to find the information because we're putting it out there. And I love that NAFA put together the symposium. I'm hoping that they continue to do something. I'm on the board. I'll continue to push for it. Um, but I, I, I think that this was a great, great meeting. And I was really, you know, kind of excited to talk about it on this podcast. You were there. I wasn't, I was on vacation. So shame on me. Um, you need that too, buddy. You need that. Yeah, we need vacations for sure. Yeah. But um, I was really excited to hear how it went. And um, this is great. I'm, I'm glad that it was uh, so good. I'm glad that Pam could be on. Let's get J&J on. I mean, if yeah, they have I'll a great talk program. With, uh, Cindy, I think, uh, I think she might be willing to come on. I hope, hope she will. She's, again, she's a friend and, uh, and, and certainly is a huge, huge, huge uh, safety advocate. Uh, and again, I always, I use uh, J&J as the example of, and they've been doing it for decades. You know, it's nice. something that isn't just new. Uh, their their program uh, evolves, you know. And, and that was one of the things that we brought up too. You know, we were talking about safety policies and how a policy has to be a living document. And you yes. always have to be working to make sure that um, what you're doing with your drivers uh, are addressing today's issues. You know, some of today's issues, obviously, impairment, uh, distraction because of our electronics. Uh, you know, just 10 years ago, we wouldn't have even thought of that, you know, uh, as far as ADAS. And, 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 and Bob, you know, my spin on that. And we, um, mm-hmm. you know, we've had people on um, 
that, that spoke about ADAS. I love ADAS. I think advanced driver assistance systems are wonderful, but uh, people need to be educated to the fact that it's not there yet and they can't let right. go of the wheel and they need to stay, stay focused on their driving. Uh, so we spoke, spoke about that during the conference. Um, and, uh, like Susan, as I said, was on, and then I wanted, oh my goodness, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, Ted Stevens from USIC locating services was on and he is a NETS board member and he spoke about what they're doing and how they use NETS again. What's cool is, okay, so it's not, it's NETS. And then we have, you know, the Bobbitt, uh, programs in, in the, 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 the conferences. I know the, uh, uh, driver safety conference is coming up out in uh, Santa Clara, I believe, in October. Again, all these things provide resources to us. And, and that was one of the things. We were sitting around and talking after um, the first day, and we all agreed. And just what you just mentioned, Bob, there's no excuse, you know, not to address safety. You want to stick your head in the sand? You're a fool. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't understand how people cannot take care of this. I, I don't, I don't get where there's a company that it just, just they fail to address it. Right. I mean, and there are a lot of them out there that they don't even run motor vehicle record checks on their drivers. They don't have policies in place. They don't have training in place. How, right. how can they not? And, and considering that the crash rates, the way they are in this country, compared to what they were just in 2019, it's ridiculous. Our crash rates have gone up. Our fatalities have gone up. Our injuries have gone up every year. And, and what are we doing about it? We have an opportunity to make a difference here. And that's, I, and, and Bob, again, and, and it was because of this industry you and I met. Right. We Absolutely. wouldn't have this going on right now if it wasn't no. for this industry. So there yeah. are resources available. Yeah. Utilize them. Get, get it going. Start the conversation. Involve your company. And that's one of the things that we spoke about when, uh, when I was presenting with Cindy from uh, J&J. You know, you have to involve top management, the C-suite, um, you know, and, and involve legal, involve risk management, involve HR, involve everyone. Mm -hmm. Get them on board. You're not, you know, you're you're not on an island with this stuff. You know, and if you want, if you want, also, you want to become a rock star within your organization, reduce your crash rate. Because guess what? It's going to save you millions, <laughs> millions yes, and millions. Oh, well, I don't have that larger fleet. Millions. Okay, because mm -hmm. of the, 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 the litigation, the lawsuits that come out as a result of crashes, look at the big picture. So just the crash costs, the, the bent metal, that's one small part of it. And it's not small. Okay, it's, it's huge. It's, a, the, it's getting the, expensive. Part parts are expensive. Huge, right? Especially with vehicle replacement, you can't get vehicles, you can't get parts. So the vehicle mm -hmm. sits there, so now you got to get into a rental vehicle. Add all that up. Lost time on the job, lost earnings, okay, customer dissatisfaction, uh, and then let's let's throw the lawsuits in there now because we are a litigious society in this nation in the United mm -hmm. States. And I know we have people who are, are are watching this from outside the U.S. Well, guess what? Your costs are also there. 
you may not get you know sued like if you you know if 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 you fart in your vehicle you're going to get sued okay but in this country <laughs> and you may not have that you may not have that exposure but guess what you have exposure to all those other things and then let's 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 get it right down to the bottom line it's the right thing to do human life it's human life bob yeah it's quality yeah. of life people think well crashes are horrible when somebody dies Absolutely. My family has experienced that. I, every every person you talk to, every person you talk to, do you know somebody who's been killed in a car wreck? And they say, yeah. You know, it might be just somebody they grew up with or somebody they knew in high school or, you know, it might be a family member. It might be a close family member. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows somebody who's been killed in a car wreck. And that is a hell of a thing to have in common, Bob. It's a hell yeah. of a thing to have in common. You know, Lord, Mr. Ford, what have you done? But um, here's the thing. We, the, the, the main reason we're doing this, the main reason that you need to do this, anybody who's listening to this, the main reason why you have to carry this torch and keep beating this drum, what other analogy I can come up with, <laughs> um, keep it going because the main thing is we, we want people to go home safe every day. That's right. Uh, you know, that's the bottom line, man. So that people like Pam O'Donnell don't have to go through what she's going through. God bless yeah. her. She shouldn't have to be an yeah. advocate because yeah. she lost her husband and daughter. She should be enjoying, you know, time with them. She should be renewing her vows every year. Yeah. Um, and, and all of that was taken away. Half her family was taken away exactly and, and right. one stupid crash. And one thing that she always points out is, is she does a lot of time um, training the police on making sure that they, you know, do the right thing. Go through with the action. If you pull someone over, don't ever let them go because this person could have been stopped a number of times. Um, came all the way from New York and and was plowing through the New Jersey Turnpike. Came through Manhattan, the Holland Tunnel, then got to the Jersey Turnpike and killed her husband and daughter. Could How have been stopped. That guy not stopped. Now, officers listen, saw that person. The, the average drunk driver, and this was one of the stats that Pam put out there, the average drunk driver drives drunk 85 times until they're stopped. And Bob, wow. here's the thing too, and our, our laws suck in this country. Absolutely. Let's, let's, not, let's not buttercoat this, okay? Our laws suck. They don't have the teeth that they need to have. Our court system needs an enema. Um, and it is absolutely horrible that people who kill somebody when they're impaired they do not get the same treatment as somebody who would randomly just shoot a gun into the air and kill somebody. Is that reckless? Is shooting a gun into the air reckless and killing somebody? Absolutely. And that person should be put in jail for a long time. Well, getting behind the wheel impaired is as or more reckless. You know, that's one single little projectile, but the vehicle is what a three to 4,000 pound missile. Mm -hmm. Come on. I, you know, I just don't understand the the difference. A dead is dead. That's right. You yeah. know, so I that that was one thing that was always very frustrating to me when I was on the police job, in that it they you know impaired drivers who kill somebody were treated differently than somebody who used a gun or a knife. It that doesn't make you know, any it's sense. Reckless, and the result is the same. Somebody dies. And, yeah. and what I was getting to earlier, and I didn't uh, follow through on it. So people think that losing a life is is very bad, and that is. But Bob Worse, and I've heard, I've said this before in this podcast. How about the, the situation where somebody is so injured that they now have to have somebody care for them for the rest of their life? 
daily reminder of something that happened. Yeah. I mean, somebody who's, 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 who's no longer able to take care of themselves because of a bad decision behind the wheel. Yeah. And Bob, that is gut wrenching. I know one of one thing I always say, and I have it. I've told my wife, you know, a certain point, I'm just putting myself into a nursing home. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm much closer to that than you are, my friend. Um, but I'm going to, I don't want to be a burden on my family. I just don't want to be, I don't mm -hmm. want to be that guy. I don't, I don't want my kids or my wife or anybody to have to, to take care of that. Uh, just, but it, it's happening. I guarantee you right now, somebody's being injured to that degree, right as we're speaking. And now, and it affects more than just that person. Mm -hmm. It affects it. The, the, the crashes cut a very, very wide swath and, and yeah. people need to understand. And I, and I think that this uh, safety symposium really uh, magnified the need for organizations and for individuals to take driver safety very seriously. So I was very glad to be a part of that. I was honored that um, Corey and I were, were asked to uh, help uh, put this together. And the NAFA staff, by the way, did uh, uh, yeoman's work to, to get this done. Uh, you know, yeah, Bill, Bill and the NAFA staff have, have been amazing. He's put a great staff together. They're yeah. probably some of the best people that, that I've worked yeah, with at NAFA. Terrific. They really um, are. So cheers, cheers to them. Kudos to them. But um, I'm sure you had a chance to talk to Bill. I mean, what was Bill's feedback and, he, and what's the future of a symposium like this again? So this is the first of first annual is what Bill is saying, which I, I'm okay. hoping that that is the case. And, um, you know, God willing, I'll be involved again um, because, uh, again, Bob, what was really striking to me was the interaction. And it started right from the start. I mean, the, the, so it was uh, actually uh, our, our sponsor was uh, Fleet Corps. Uh, they sponsored it. They did a fantastic presentation. And then we had, uh, then Pam and I went up and uh, did our piece. But the interaction with the audience was what was striking to me. And every presentation was exactly the same many great questions, many great comments. People are genuinely in, in, interested. And there were a number of people there, I think there were eight new faces that had never even gone to a NAFA event you know, previously, but oh, they great. went because they saw safety. That's what brought them there. Yeah. So awesome. all you organizations out there, if you represent an organization, guess what? Safety sells. So, uh, you know, uh, take that one. Okay. I don't care how we get people involved, Bob. I'll get them involved. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. we need to get you, them involved. Yeah. It's really important that, that we continue to, to focus on safety because we have all this tech coming. There's the ADAS and we both have very similar feelings on ADAS. Hey, if we can get technology out there that eliminates crashes one day, perfect. All for it. That's great. Oh, right now no, it's no. not ready, as you said, but um, uh, there's all sorts of devices and technology coming and companies I'm afraid are saying, oh, well, we have all this technology. We're not going to have crashes. Guess what? Crashes are still increasing. Deaths are still increasing. Something's not working. We need to go back to basics and make sure that safety is, is something that we focus on. Right. Um, so hopefully we can keep this going um, through sponsored by NAFA or through a NAFA event or annually, biannually. I, it just seems like if there's an opportunity to talk about safety, we should. 
Yeah, and if I can, real quick. Uh, so one of the presentations was from, from uh, Corey from NoCell and Lori Olson from Geotab, and they were talking about the technology and how it can help in reducing your crashes and just reducing the risk. Okay, again, I, I don't think that it's just a one-tiered approach. I think it has to be multi-tiered, you know, like it's, it's, sure. it's safety training and it's it's the, the, the elect, you know, the, the dampening of the devices in, in the in the vehicle, such as, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Corey, um, has been on truce has been on there's there are companies out there that that have this technology and is it going to get to the point where the attorneys start jumping on this and this is a conversation yeah. i've had with Corey. it's like it's so if somebody has a crash and it's due to the fact that they were on their phone then they were distracted and somebody gets injured are the attorneys going to then uh, you know you know how it works and you know everything gets discovered everything is discoverable they'll find emails saying okay so you receive this information from this company where if you had used this technology that would have dampened their cell phone use while driving this crash would not have happened and my poor victim here would not have you know the poor victim who is filing a lawsuit against you wouldn't be in this uh, wouldn't be suffering i'm telling you bob it's going to happen the attorneys are going to jump on this stuff and people better be aware they better yep. start understanding that, hey, there are consequences to not, you know, having this technology. Geotab, Azuga, all these, you know, telematics work companies. It's not just a one-tier approach. It has to be multiple tiers of, of action. You know, the training, the, 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 the damping of the devices, the, the uh, watching the drivers through through the telematics and, 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 then, and then reacting to what uh, the information that that's providing. It has to be multiple, like I said, multiple tiers, multiple layered. It has to be a multi-layered approach, yep. uh, and that's yep. what that was brought out very well, I think, during the uh, during the, uh, the symposium. Yeah, a, a good attorney is going to claim a company a company is negligent for not using certain technology right. if they were aware of it, if right. it had been presented to them, um, and they'll say, "Oh, you chose to not right. use this device, mm-hmm. and now." Little Johnny doesn't have a father, you know, I mean, right. they're, they're good. They're good. And, and, you know, I've been to court a lot and man, they pull out, you know, they hand out, the, you know, handkerchiefs beforehand because people are going to be crying. You know, I mean, they, and, they, they want to, you know, show that a victim is a victim and they're going any to case pull. Oh yeah. Pull everything any out. case that goes to a jury, juries are very sympathetic to the injured. So exactly. um, if it goes to the jury, you've lost no, well, and, and you've lost probably a lot more money. That's, um, that's why a lot of companies settle. So, um, well, Hey, listen, Phil, um, we, we don't want to carry these on too long <laughs> again. You know, you and I can get together and talk for hours about this, but it could make our, our audience get a little bored, <laughs> but what, what, that just tells us that we just have need to have more of these. We need to have um, some new guests on. We have a, a, a plethora of uh, 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 guests just waiting in the wings, actually, which is, yeah. I, I think is awesome. Um, but I'm really glad that we got to talk about the safety symposium. I'm glad that the safety symposium was successful um, and, and as engaging as it was. Um, I love the speakers. And um, there's a lot of people out there that can um, uh, do another symposium and talk about you know, um, their stories and their successes as well. So hopefully we can keep it going and hopefully I can be involved in the next one. Um, but thank you for, for putting it together and Corey and Lori and everybody that spoke. Um, a lot of those people have been guests on our show and, and there's only a couple that still we need to get on that were there. So, um, I'm looking forward to that, but, um, 
maybe then you know the next one we'll have to do another live broadcast from the show or something yeah that's <laughs> uh, that, i think those went really well at the at the i need an f i need uh and yeah i i'm i'm up to it so yeah that's yeah cool. no that, that was yeah. that was a lot of fun and and um uh it was great just getting to talk to people and some of the things that they're doing um and uh you know i love what truce is doing i love what Corey's doing with no cell um and um <laughs> You know, I, I have a company of fleet vehicles, and that's one of the ones that, that I'm trying to get into my fleet next right. as far as uh, uh, turning off these damn cell phones because they are causing um, probably yeah. the root cause of most of our preventable crashes. And, think, and I'm yeah, tired. And we're never going to know the real number because people don't readily admit that they were on the phone when they crash, you know, whether it be hands free no. and set. Uh, they're not yeah. going to admit it. So unless phone records are pulled. So I see a 25% are closed from distractions far higher than that. And that was one of the oh, things that sure. was brought out uh, during yeah. the symposium that now distraction is, a, is, is, is far more than 25% of the, of the reason yeah. why people are yeah. crashing. Yeah. I, I am um, happy to see some of the laws that are getting around Ohio and Michigan both have a hands-free law. And I think yeah. that that's a great, it's a good start. It's you know, I'm not a fan of even having a conversation hands-free. Right. Um, but, you know, states are starting to pay attention and, they and they're, they're starting to come through. Um, holding the device isn't what causes it, but but it's a win. Uh, we've had Steve Kiefer on from the Kiefer right. Foundation. He, he lost his son. Just fantastic work uh, with the, the Steve and, and his uh, and the Kiefer Foundation do amazing work uh, and, yep. uh, and, and reducing distractions. So, you know, kudos to him and his organization, all the work that they're doing. Again, as a result of an absolutely tragic loss of his, uh, of yeah. his time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, um, Phil, thank you so much. And you have a great uh, 4th of July. Have a very safe weekend. Um, be careful out there. This is probably one of the worst holidays for um, impaired driving. Here in um, the US. Even if you're not. Uh, yeah. They have pardon? a 4th of July everywhere else in the world, but here we celebrate it. <laughs> yes. As a holiday. As a holiday. <laughs> it is. It is a holiday in the States. Um, it is the 4th of July everywhere else. But even if you're having a summer picnic or a summer barbecue and, and you're having some some beverages or some other um, legal substance that's out there these days, be careful. Don't get behind the wheel. It, it's not worth it. And even if you're not the one injured, somebody who's not impaired could be injured. And, and you'll have to live with that the rest of your life. So... Um, Let's just be safe out there and, um, you know, don't get behind the wheel if you're impaired. Exactly. All right, Phil, till the next one. Thank you so much. It's great hey, to see Mom. you again. Good seeing you. Welcome back. All right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> don't work Take too hard. Yeah, be yeah, well. Take care. Be well, be safe. <laughs>